listening to The Big Interview Show. You're listening to The Big Interview Show, the debut of The Big Interview Show here on 94.5 The Crossroads, hosted by me, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will say it's it's a challenging thing, I think, for, for radio, for television, for even something online like podcasting. It's, it's tough to have a first edition. And so I appreciate you sticking with me over the next hour as we kind of figure things out. And with the knowledge that as good as this show will be, it will probably be better after I get a little bit used to hosting it. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about this show before I talk to our special uh, guest interviewee on the big interview show. Uh, this program is, is based around my, my love of, of just talking to people and to getting getting to know their stories. I think uh, a lot of this is, is based in my belief, uh, probably taught to me by Fred Rogers, if not anybody else, that every person you meet has a story worth telling and that uh, if we actually stop and think for a second that everybody we meet is different and special and unique, I, that's actually a beautiful thing, and so why not get to know them? And uh, to, to make things a little bit easier for me, i got to say I had somebody on today's show that I know fairly well, uh, but I'm glad to introduce him to you, the radio listeners. We are joined uh, on this edition, the first edition of the Big Interview Show, by Mr. Timothy Wyatt. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me, Jeremiah. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for being here. Uh, Mr. Wyatt is the host of a, a podcast and also a former host of uh, some radio shows here at uh, WCCR. So he's used to talking and uh, into a microphone, but he is also here primarily to talk about uh, his work as the founder of Kentucky Sports Lounge. Also here to talk a little bit about uh, being the assistant editor, one of the assistant editors of our campus newspaper here at the University of the Cumberlands. So we got a lot of time about over the next hour and the the first segment i guess we're going to try calling them segments of the big interview show is what i would call the backstory in which we don't so much focus in this case about kentucky sports lounge or uh, or the patriot or, or being a college student or anything like that uh timothy we're mostly interested in uh, just just your life and uh, some events that kind of brought you up to uh, this point in your life in 2013 and so uh, just uh, in a nutshell tell us a little bit about uh, who you are where you're from what you do that sort of thing and then we'll break it down a little bit more um well i'm from corbin kentucky obviously not very far uh 14 miles north yeah um i grew up mainly with my mom and her mom uh a brother and a sister mm -hmm. um you know kind of kind of a rough upbringing actually you know you know paycheck to paycheck my mom did all she could to you know keep a house going with three kids and you know, my nanny helped as much as she could. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that uh, that's a big part of who I am now, I think, because I'm I'm doing that now as myself. You know, I'm married and I have two kids. And and at the moment, it's it's sort of paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, being a college student and having kids and being married, it's really that, that's hectic. That's a lot to juggle. It's really hectic. Yeah. So I, feel, I kind of feel my mom's pain a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit, but what was it like growing up kind of in this area? Um, boring. Boring. <laughs> for the most part. I mean, I mean, uh, 
I guess there's pros and cons to everywhere because you know a big city there's more violence and you can get killed a lot easier <laughs> I guess and right and whatever but there's more to do um, I guess it's safer here it's yeah. just a lot more boring what were you like as a kid um my mom would say uh very rambunctious very uh <laughs> is that a kind way to put it probably yeah okay um yeah I was uh, the oldest so uh I did my best to keep my brother and sister in check to you know for my own personal needs and wants for personal gain yes yeah. uh, so yeah that's that's basically me as a child okay okay um growing up uh, I know that you're really into sports now we're going to talk a whole lot about that uh, in in a few minutes but uh, did you always like watching sports as a kid um, did you play any sports little league that kind of thing yeah um, it was always something real big though my like my sports focus changed as I got older as when I was younger I played played football in elementary school and in middle school um, but that was my main focus. I didn't really watch anything else. I was interested in basketball. I tried out for the team. I didn't make it. I'm not good. So I'm okay, I guess, now. But then I was, you know, I was, only, little, I was only a chubby hit, kid yeah, yeah, that played yeah. football. I was a lineman. So Okay. Yeah, uh, that fits pretty well then. Um, you got to uh, knock people down, right? But it, it changed. Like, I got more interested yeah. in other things. And in high school, I ran track and uh, played tennis for I a had little no idea. while. Um, yeah, and then I went to a different school and was on the soccer team for maybe two weeks. So <laughs> until I realized that was way too much running, okay. which is weird because I was on the you, track team. What did you do particularly on the track team? Uh, cross country. Wow. Yeah. Is that something that that you miss at all? No, 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 no. I'm I'm about uh, fifty, sixty pounds heavier now. So running for like two miles, just con- constantly. No. Don't want to do that anymore. And, and uh, this is my ignorance on the topic, but cross country is like pretty much through the through the woods, right? You're yeah. not really on a, a path yeah, because even it was so at Willie County right over here. So we would start by the middle school track, and then we would run around behind the high school, uh-huh. and then there was that nature trail, right? And it started over by the tennis courts, which are on the other side of the high school. So you'd run around behind the high school onto this trail and up through the hills and the woods and all the you know. Bears and lions and stuff run past those, then come back down the hill. <laughs> lions? Did you really just say lions? And um, uh, and there we were. Yeah, that's that's got to be. That tough. was like the practice. We ran that twice. <laughs> that was the practice for like events. Um, so I think you know, being being a, a youngster, it, it's tough to to try out for for sports. I think I have a lot of memories of being like the last one picked or being. Uh, you know, oh well, my dad is an assistant coach, so I'll be on this team. But you know, it's it's just one of those things that, um, even in little league, that was a tough thing. Um, and, and now that you you have kids of, of your own, uh, obviously, I don't I don't think they're anywhere near uh, trying out for sports yet. But um, is that something that that you would want to see them do? I mean, oh, do you have good memories of, of those times of actually, being on all those teams? Yeah, my son just started. We just. Last week he had his first practice and he has one today for Wee Ball and his games start Thursday so he'll have them Thursday and and Saturday. Like uh, they put up a new baseball field uh, down here close to my house behind somebody's house down behind the water park. Oh, okay, really. Um, and cool. we was driving by there one day and there was a bunch of little kids playing and he's like, "What are they doing?" And I was They're playing baseball and he said he wanted to play, so I looked into it and. And, you know, did the registration and stuff, and he started. He he 
practiced the other day and seemed to like it. And, yeah, I've had a lot of good, fond memories. Like, my mom hates sports for the <laughs> most part, especially football. And she would be at every practice and every game all the time, every every single one. That's a beautiful thing to have a parent that's, you know, right there in your corner. I mean, yeah. I know that that was the case for me, too, growing up. It's just like, you know, I, I don't know that I would have tried as hard had my, you know, mom not really been there all the time. So that sounds that Definitely. sounds good. Did that did that help you? I mean, I, probably as a kid, it's tough to say, yeah. oh, look, my mom's here. But, I mean, I, but thinking I guess back so. About it. I guess so, because uh, you, you, I mean, especially as a little kid, you want approval of other people. Right. I mean, that doesn't go away. You still want that. We still want that now, but right, right. especially from your parents, and so you want you want to make them proud. So you, I think that you do rise above a little bit because you're like, I want to do something special, and I want them to be happy. Yeah. So, um, what were you like uh, as as a student in class? Bad, okay. terrible. Okay. Um, and that's still pretty much continued. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I've gotten better at it, <laughs> right? Slightly, but I mean, I didn't even finish high school. Cause really. Because uh, I was more interested in being the f- guy that had a bunch of friends and mm-hmm. that everybody knew. That was me in high school. And, and since I didn't do homework or classwork. I just kind of hung out. And I ended up, actually, I failed. I failed 10th grade and had to go back. And I went to Whitley County, but I lived in Corbin. So they kicked me out because I had back grades and I had to go to Corbin and I hated it. So I quit, and I, they let me come back to Whitley County, like, on a probationary basis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you got to have good grades. And I was like, I will, I will. And I did for, like, two weeks, and I was like, yeah, this sucks. And yeah. I just kind of stopped. And they kicked me out again. I just didn't go back anywhere. I got a job, did mm-hmm. that for a few years, and I, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this forever. So right. got my GED, and a few steps later, here I am. How did you, how do you go about getting a, a GED? Um, what, what was that like? Um, I just decided uh, to take the next step. I'm going to have to have it. So I went and went to uh, uh, Whitley County Adult Education in mm-hmm. Corbin, and they gave me like a pretest to judge and gauge what I knew, so they could practice me on what I wasn't good right. at before I took the actual test. And I took it, and they said, "Oh, well, you're good. You can take the actual <laughs> test." Wow! And uh, That's I cool. went and took it and passed. And they actually, since my graduating class had already graduated by the time I took my test, they were able to compare my scores and everything with like the scores of my peers and they said if i would have actually done as well in school as i did on that test that i would have graduated in the top 25 percent of my class wow so so there's yeah. lots of potential there you just yeah, yeah and i still pride myself on being the, the the high school dropout that got accepted to uk i just didn't go <laughs> and and i mean i didn't even i didn't yeah. even ever pass the 10th grade so wow wow um, so I, I know that uh, I think a lot of people don't know that you're technically a non-traditional student, a little bit older than than some of the other students yeah. on campus that are uh, going going into your senior year here. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's here. Um, what was it like, kind of jumping back into the school and and back into a classroom after a few years of of being gone? Actually, I was excited. I started at EKU, the Corbin campus, yeah. and. Uh, Cause it's and it still has the high school atmosphere because it's small and all the classes are small. So, but I was excited to get back just to get started and move forward. And I mean, I felt really good and had a lot of steam until after that, like midway through the second semester. Yeah. And I was like, uh, this is so terrible." But um, I kept on keeping on. Yeah, I just, guess. just like Joe Dirt. Just like Joe Dirt. Keep on keeping on. Laughs the garden, dig it. Um, 
And so you ended up here at uh, at UC at the University of the Cumberlands when? Um, fall 2011. Okay. I'm bad at math, so that would be like uh, two years ago or something like yes, that. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Going on it. Okay. Um, how, how did you end up here on, on campus after after being at uh, EKU and, and other places? Honestly, convenience. Um, yeah. uh, we had, me and my wife and stuff had an apartment here in town, and she has a job and stuff, so I... There was there was the only, the only option was either apply here or move and we moved once before and it just turned out horribly. Yeah, big long story that I'm not going to get into, but it was really bad, and we ended up having to move back. I lost a lot of uh, credit hours and semester mm. time, so I decided eh, it's convenient. It's here. It it's a good school. So yeah, yeah, because I think sometimes you know it's it's just. Uh the circumstances just seem like, oh, well, obviously I, I, will, I will do this, this. So, I mean, I think that really makes sense. Um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your family dynamic, obviously, as, as, a, as a husband, as a, uh, a family man, as a father? Um, you, you mentioned your wife, so I've got to ask. Uh, how, how, did, how did you meet her? Uh, how long have you been married? That sort of thing. Um, we actually met in high school. It was my first round of 10th grade, I think. First round, second round. It was sometime when I was in tenth grade. The first time or second time, but she was a she was a a freshman in high school. That's when I met her. I think it was my second round because she's a uh, several years. She's twenty two and I'm twenty five. Uh, I'll be twenty six this year, so she's a couple years younger than me. Uh, but we met and actually I had a girlfriend. And she had a boyfriend, which is weird. But we kind of we kind of talked and wanted to be together and and whatnot and. You know, I guess we talked a little more than we should have, but <laughs> but um, but it worked out. But things never worked out during high school and mm-hmm. and stuff. And then you know, I was out, and we would talk randomly here and there through uh, MySpace at the time because that was cool. Yeah. Um, top eight. Yeah. Was she in your top eight. Um. Eventually. <laughs> uh, okay. But <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and and just you know, there was different people here and there, and then it just kind of happened. Like I was single yeah. at one point. I saw on her MySpace that she was <laughs> single, and I just got up with her. And we started hanging out, and now we're married. Very uh, cool. And that's been uh, that was we were married July twelfth, two thousand nine. So very cool. Four years almost. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And you have two kids. How how old are they? Um, Caden is my son. He's five. Pretty much. He's four. He'll be five next month. And Laylee, uh, my daughter, she'll be three on the 27th of this month. So Wow. That's fun. Yeah. Those, those are uh, similar ages to, to my kids, so I think we're in the same boat with a lot of uh, parenting. Uh, we'll call them issues because that sounds nice. Um, what's it like being being a parent? Hard. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is. Really, Harder really than I ever thought it would be. Hard. Um, for billions and billions of reasons, there's... There's so much to it. There's, I mean, you're in charge of another human, and that's kind of... It's kind to of To think of me, yeah. who I was, especially as a teenager, if somebody was to be like, yeah, you were going to have a kid, and you're going to have to be responsible for it not dying. And I would be like, uh, well, I don't... That's not a good idea <laughs> never, at all. Never mind. Nobody needs to do that. But it's fun, though, too. Yeah. Well, Definitely look, fun. Well, um, what what's something that makes it fun? Let's let's go there. Let's not talk about the headaches because um, that's no fun. Even just the things they say, yeah, they say funny things. Yeah, like, like 
the whole, you know, phrase, kids say the darndest things is really true because they say, and they do funny stuff. Like, my daughter loves to fight. Last <laughs> night, I, we were fighting, and, and she just want me to knock her down, so I'll have to pretend I'm punching her in the face, and she'll just go, and fall down in the, on the ground and close her eyes and pretend that she's dead. Wow. That's funny. That is funny. You know, my, my uh, I have a four-year-old. He will tell you he's four and a half, so I have a four-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, and his, his latest thing is to just make up jokes. <laughs> not not jokes he's heard or seen on television. And so, like, his, his latest joke, which I will tell you, and, and you'll see if, if you think it's funny. Um, what happened when the ghost crossed the road? No idea. He fell down. <laughs> that's, that's the joke. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, so kids are kids are funny. Maybe that's why he became a ghost. He was crossing <laughs> but, the road. But, and yeah, fell down. and so he just is doomed to repeat it. There's a there's a bad movie there. Um, we're gonna take uh, our first uh, first break right now. It is uh, about uh, ten fifteen. We're quarter of the way through this edition of the big interview show. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to WCCR ninety four point ninety four point five, The Crossroads. to the big interview show with me, Jeremiah, here on 94.5 The Crossroads. If you're just joining us, welcome. I am here with Timothy Wyatt, the founder of Kentucky Sports Lounge, also an assistant editor at the Patriot newspaper, the official student newspaper of the University of the Cumberlands. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about life, about parenting, about uh, uh, being a bad student, about trying out for Little League, all kinds of stuff. And uh, we're transitioning to a little bit more of what you're doing now, sir. And we're talking a little bit uh, about uh, Kentucky Sports Lounge uh, in just a moment. Uh, but um, I was just curious, obviously, you're, you're a student here at the University of the Cumberlands. Uh, for, for the listeners that, that don't know, because uh, I know the answer to the next few questions, what are you studying here at the University of Cumberlands right now? Um, I'm majoring in journalism and PR, um, and I have a minor in communication arts. Okay. Um, I was just curious uh, why you decided to, to study journalism. I think uh, you could have studied botany. You could have studied accounting. Uh, <laughs> you, you chose journalism and, and PR and also communication arts. Uh, what, what drew you to, to that field? A big reason is because I'm terrible at science and I'm terrible at math. You mentioned both of those. Um, but I've always <laughs> been good at writing for some reason, even as a... Even as a little kid, that was the one thing as a student I was always good at. Um, portfolios, like that you have to yeah. do throughout school, yeah. are pro proficient and distinguished mm -hmm. almost all the time. Uh, it's just something I've enjoyed doing, and and uh, it's a good way to fuse two things I really like, you know, sports, and I can write about sports. Um, and I do a little with music because that's also 
probably my first love music but not everybody can be a rock star so yeah yeah because i think uh if we all got to be what we wanted to be when we were eight we would be astronauts and rock stars yeah that, uh, that's, <laughs> that's all everybody would be living on the moon and partying that would be a poor economy though <laughs> if we only had astronauts and rock stars because then the rock stars would have to also become astronauts so it'd be complicated um well, let's talk a little bit about uh, music before we jump into uh, Kentucky Sports Lounge and journalism and, and your love of sports. Uh, you mentioned your first love is, is music. Uh, what uh, what uh, music are you really into? What uh, instruments do you play? That sort of thing. Uh, I'm really, and it's so, I guess, cliche to say, but I really am eclectic when it comes to music. I like everything from every genre for the most part. Um my three, like my three top artists, sure. are real random. It's uh, Coed and Gambria, mm -hmm. John Mayer, mm -hmm. and Fleetwood Mac. Completely weird yeah. and random. Wow, they cool. don't go together. Um, but I, you know, I play guitar. I've, I started trying to play when I was younger and and gave up because it was hard. And I started again when I was about sixteen. Um, I can dabble in uh, some drums and some bass and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but you know. That sounds good. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I tend to play mostly bass but dabble with other things, so I definitely understand the dabbling of, of, of different instruments and kind of getting your feet wet. Were any, any bands uh, growing up? Yes, I was in uh, I was in maybe, I, I'm going to say three. Okay. Uh, the thing is, it was all the same guys Okay. for the most part. We had an original band named Neon Army. Which is a terrible name. That's what I was going to ask about band names, because I mean, I was in a band called Wax Tadpole, um, <laughs> so I think anything is is fair game as far as band names. But continue. Yeah, but we had Neon Army, which was kind of like weird punk rock. Uh, I don't even know what how to term it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we played a couple shows and stuff. It was just me on guitar and a, another friend on bass, and then the other guy played drums and sang. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, it's hard to do, too. Yeah. Um, but we played for a while, and then we just stopped for some reason. And uh, we were all working on our own stuff, and we liked some of it together, and we just put it all together and made it a completely different band, completely different sound. It was like a folk country indie type of sound called Rooster in the Coop. That's um, a good name. I like that one. And we played at uh, the Depot yeah. in Corbin on yeah. Main Street because they had a, a lot of open mics on Thursday night and we would play there and we actually got like started recording an album because we had a friend that played down there too his name is John Booth and he actually plays a lot around here in Lexington and Nashville and stuff um, but he was recording an album for us cool yeah. Is that still available anywhere by the way? No I would it? like to find it okay. Some one of the three of us have it somewhere but or or we don't. It's in like the garbage somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe we can just kind of stumble upon it one day. Um, now to to transition to talk about, I guess your your other love, which is is sports and and also riding. I guess that would be three loves, wouldn't it? Um, bad at math too. Um, how did you get uh, into to to watching sports and really into sports? Because you mentioned as a kid, you're more interested in. in playing them how did yeah. you become an avid sports fan uh, a viewer an espn junkie whatever you want to call it that was sort of just uh something that happened growing up playing sports and then you get so old you like 
I can't play anywhere now. I can't. Right. And the college isn't going to recruit me to play football or basketball. Bowling. Yes. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> hopefully next semester I'll be on the bowling team. But, but that's com- that's a completely different realm altogether. Um, and actually, I've, I've liked Kentucky for a long time, but I really, really got into it um, with uh, – with um actually a, one of my ex-girlfriend's fathers he was a big big uk mm-hmm. fan and and uh, i spent a lot of time at their house and stuff yeah and i it just kind of grew on me it was something you know that i already kind of liked but it wasn't something right. i really followed that much and and i just fell in love with it very cool mostly basketball or you're like all of i mean of uk or? yes yes it's just that football has always been a, a nightmare but you know it's yeah. it's looking much much better this this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, it's it's one of those things too. I mean, I also grew up here in, in in Kentucky, and I think it's an interesting thing that that so many, especially like young people, cheer for a team that's maybe well over a hundred miles uh, yeah. from from the house at a school they've never been to, that maybe they've never even known anybody went to the University of Kentucky, but they rally behind uh, the the University of Kentucky, especially the basketball program. And I think, uh, you know, obviously the, the name Kentucky is, is there, so that certainly helps. But I was just curious, I was going to pick your brain and see if there's any other reason why you think uh, so many people across the state, even if they don't know anything about the, the uh, Lexington area, pick pick University of Kentucky. What's so special about the program? There's I lots of things you could say, obviously. Especially people my age and younger, it's because they're parents. Mm-hmm. Probably their parents love it. And that's, you know, sports is a good thing to bond Right. With your parents or just anybody in general over you, you have a fondness for the game mm-hmm. or it's just something to do. And then it turns into something more like, like I said, just with my UK experience, I, I liked it. I knew about it and we bonded and it was fun and I, it just grew on me. So it, I think, I think that's the biggest factor. Cause I, I I'm yeah. going to assume that my kids are going to both be real big UK fans because I am. Yeah. And it's just something you kind of kind of pass down, and I think, yeah. you know, especially you know maybe maybe this this past year excluded. Uh, one of the cool things about I think cheering for Kentucky basketball that makes it a little bit easier is there's a good chance they're going to win. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think you know it's it's tough to cheer for for um, you know the big joke growing up was that that if you were a Clippers fan that was just a waste of your time. Oh, pretty um, much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know it's good to cheer for a team that at least has always has a good shot of winning, and with the the legacy at UK being what it is, that's certainly the case um you know thinking about uk basketball and and uh that program uh we'll we'll kind of relate it to kentucky sports lounge uh, but uh knowing that you're a big fan how how do you see things headed for that program in the future oh well this year we're gonna win it all Okay. Like, and, and that's it, that's a very Homer thing to say, I guess. But but we have the best recruiting class in the history of recruiting classes. And Andrew Wiggins is going to announce in two hours where he's going. So it, it could possibly be Kentucky. I've read a couple articles where he's got summer school, and that could affect his decision. And that's pretty close to, you know, Kentucky's close to West Virginia, but so is North Carolina. Who knows? But but uh, I think that we we... We don't. We can go forty and zero, especially with Wiggins. So this next year is 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 brighter than ever, probably, and and it's just going to continue to stay that way because that's the sort of program that Calipari 
is building during his time there. Like it's it's meant to ha- make players want to go there. They want to be there, but especially if they're the best because they have, you know, they can go on to the NBA next year. Yeah, which isn't something I I love. I don't love the one done rule, but uh, it's the way it is. Yeah, and and you know. Who am I to say, hey kid, don't go, don't go make ten million dollars next year. Right. Stay here and eat ramen noodles, and maybe and, and win a championship. Yeah, and hope you don't blow out your knee or something. True. You know? Yeah, I think that's tough. Um, but uh, you mentioned you mentioned Wiggins, uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, according to your Kentucky Sports Lounge article, uh, I was going to announce that uh, at twelve fifteen. So yeah. that sounds pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Kentucky Sports Lounge, that's what I've been teasing for the past twenty something minutes. Um, you are obviously the founder of Kentucky Sports Lounge, which people can visit by going to kysportslounge.com. They can also yeah. like Kentucky Sports Lounge on Facebook. And And I was checking it out uh, earlier to prepare for the interview, and you, you got a lot of likes at Kentucky Sports Lounge on the Facebook. <laughs> well, it, it could be misleading. I, I, <laughs> I ran an ad for a while. I paid to run an ad yeah. to get likes. Um, it worked? It did work. I mean, it I, I wanted to have a lot more, but, uh, you know, it is pretty small right now. We're talking about refocusing some stuff over the summer yeah. and and whatnot because I had big, big aspirations. I had a friend that was writing all the code for the site, and everything sort of fell through because, you know, whenever you're doing something you love, things always go wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. And we ended up just on a, a WordPress for, for the moment, but it at least looks nice, and I can get my stuff out there. Right, right. Um, what uh, what made you decide to to start Kentucky Sports Lounge and tell us a little bit about you know kind of what the content is focused on and that sort of stuff too? Um, I actually after after spring semester last year, so it was uh, spring 2012. Uh, that's actually when I started my first journalism classes, and I, I everybody said you know I had real good potential and stuff. And uh, I saw a site, nationalblue.com, that there was actually looking mm-hmm. for summer interns uh, that were, you know, studying these certain things. And I applied for it, and I got it. So I wrote for them over the summer and whatnot and traveled to Lexington for some meetings here and there. And and uh, I actually I started writing for another site, which, you know, is less credited, examiner.com. But I actually was able to get to, like, press press status and go to some games and whatnot that's cool and sit in the box yeah the only hard thing is whenever you the game's going good you just have to sit there like you don't care you can't jump up and yell and scream because you're you're a media member at that point but Mm. all those things you know i was like i'm helping these people um why not help myself yeah so i decided to just start my own site it it seemed easy at the time yeah because i hadn't done it um (laughs) But the content focuses right now. It's focus, focusing mainly on news, just just straight news. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope to I want to incorporate more opinion stuff because that's what I love doing is editorial type yeah. opinion pieces. Um, and we got the podcast that we do now. I think we're going to talk about it in the next couple of days, but it may be moving to biweekly because with two people and their schedules right. and getting together and then all the other things I have to do. Uh, with being a dad and stuff, it's it's hard to get together every week, and and it's slow right now. So there's not as much to talk right. about. You've got some some signing obviously to talk about, and yeah, and uh, but you know anywhere near preseason even, so that makes it tough. Um, who do you do the podcast with? Who else is, is writing for Kentucky Sports Lounge? 
besides you right now? Um, my friend Dustin Lawson, he is also uh, majoring in journalism. Right now he's just at uh, Somerset Community. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be he'll actually be transferring out to po- possibly UK um, after this next semester, so um, he'll be mm-hmm. a little closer to the action, I guess. But um, we've been friends since high school, and he loves UK too, and he's, he's good at writing, and he has some great opinions, so... Uh, it was just a logical choice to bring him in. And it gets, you know, he can go to an employer and say, hey, I wrote this. Um, I'm on this podcast. This right. is something I've done. And I wanted to help him out, too. So Yeah. And it's a very cool, tan- like with the side, it's a very cool, tangible way to kind of get your your thoughts out there. And, and I mean, like you could make just a ranting Facebook post, which yeah. I tend to see during every game, um, from lots of people. Yes. But, it, you know, it, it, it does have a, an air of credibility about it. Um like I said, the the site uh, is uh, in its early stages, but uh, has at least uh, uh, a few months of, of articles, and I would encourage people to go again to kysportslounge.com and check it out. Uh, I, I just checked it out. Also, you can search for Kentucky Sports Lounge on, on Google and Bing, and, and that's what will show up. Um, you can also... The, the podcast is on iTunes. Oh, so just search for it, I guess, in the yeah, podcast just go on, directory. Just go on, yeah, go click on podcast, search Kentucky Sports Lounge, and, and the five that we've done so far are on there. So. Very cool, very cool. Um, what's what's the, I mean, obviously you mentioned you know, doing, a, doing opinion pieces and things like that, but what's the hardest part about kind of starting up Kentucky Sports Lounge? You mentioned if you had known uh, it was not going to be easy, things might have been different, but. On my end, uh, several things not having any idea about uh, website design or anything like that I was just having a friend that's major that was majoring in uh, in computer stuff computer programming yeah. he was he was building the site for me from scratch and there was a lot of problems especially whenever we was going to use uh, WordPress integrate it into the site to be the actual blog poster mm-hmm. and we had a lot of trouble with those two like coming together in some great union to collaborate together so it ended up just all falling apart it was a couple months worth of work uh that ended up just getting mm-hmm. trashed and 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 going to a full wordpress blog but the other big thing was getting content up yeah because you don't want to say hey here my website started and i have just like mm-hmm. a welcome post yeah so I had to get a bunch of stuff together and then, then so look, direct everyone there. Yeah, so it looks established. So it is established, really, not just so it looks established. Um, and, and what would you say is, is your ultimate goal of, of Kentucky Sports Lounge? If the sky's the limit, what would you like for it to become? Or um, what's even your goal in the short term, too? Either way. Uh, short term, I, I, I'm really focused on the podcast to be honest it's my favorite part of it mm-hmm. uh it's something i've never done i've been on the radio here but that's diff- it's a lot different when you're like here's a song that was good <laughs> here's another song yeah um but i i really like i just really like doing it i really like being on the radio and talking and i mean it's it's a little bit different but it's the equivalent and that's something i really want to focus on is the podcasting i want to get more content i'd like to get another writer or two because just with two people, mm-hmm. especially whenever every all the seasons pick up, it's going to be hard to cover, especially with uh, college workload and kids and whatnot. Um, but that's something I'd, I'd like to get focused on. And then long term, um, 
I'd like to get press credentials to be yeah, yeah. I want to be I want to be at the games through like whenever you go look at the press seating it says Kentucky Sports yeah, Lounge and, yeah. and those spots that that would be nice so you know be big enough to uh, be able to actually maybe sell out which maybe sounds bad but um, I know Kentucky Sports Radio is another big site and the site itself isn't really very glamorous it's right. pretty boring yeah um, but uh, the owner of that has been approached by ESPN and other outlets to like they want to buy it and he just won't because he loves doing it and wow. you know that may be something that I would come you know have trouble with too because I like doing it um, but but, but that you, would be something that would be at least nice to be able to say like somebody wants to buy my side right and, and you just I mean obviously you're doing it for the love of the game but but getting paid is real nice too always yeah yeah um, Kentucky Sports Lounge uh, is is a, a pretty cool idea, I've got to say. And you're focusing really only, is it only on University of Kentucky or just yes. Kentucky's? It was originally okay. more more broad, and I realized I was taking on way too much than I could chew at at the time, and uh, sort of narrowed it down. I, I would like to incorporate some high school sports within the tri counties. But I think I'm going to have to get, I want to get more established and I want to find maybe a student writer at each one of the schools within the Tri-County. That's a cool idea. And let them write their content. I'll edit it and put it on the website under their name and, you know, they get recognition and and I don't have to write it. Yeah. (laughs) But I have the content there for people to go see, so. Um, if somebody was interested in, in doing that, by the way, uh, what's the best way for them to find Kentucky Sports Lounge and to contact you? Because there's, I mean, there's a good chance somebody's listening right now that would be interested in joining your your staff. Um, there's a contact uh, page, not page, but it's on the about there. You can contact. Okay. You can contact me from there. Um, the email is uh, ksportslounge at gmail dot com. All of that forwards right to my personal email. Okay. So, if anybody sends anything, then then I'll get it. Um, and my other question with, with running Kentucky Sports Lounge, I mean, we've mentioned you're a student, a husband, a, a parent, you're juggling a lot, paycheck to paycheck, all this different stuff. How do you find time to, to do Kentucky Sports Lounge? That's the other question that I have. And maybe you don't know how you do it. Um, but how, how do you how do you make time? How do you find time to, to really run a, a completely original uh, news website? I almost don't know, really. But... Um Sometimes I feel like I'm not, Some, uh, especially since the semester has been out. I'm so burned out, and I've kind of took it lazy the past week or so. Um, but usually of a morning, that's my writing time. I know a lot of people do it differently. I know you're a night rider. Yeah, yeah. Night rider. Yeah, um, like, like the car, the talking <laughs> car with, with the hops. Yes, and, and I'm more of a morning rider. I like to get up and, you know, get a bottle of water, uh, turn on the TV, turn it down low, and just and just write. That's my, that's what I do usually. So cool. Cool. Uh, and, and on a, like a regular basis, like is that kind of routine almost um, on the days that you do I've, write it? I've got to where, especially since it's slow, I'm picking and choosing what I, I'm just sticking mainly to big, bigger stories, bigger news, more important stuff. Cause I know a lot of my competitor sites, if it has to do with Kentucky, they're putting it on there, especially at Nation of Blue. Whenever I was, I was there. If if I can find anything that I can even relate right. to Kentucky, they anything. wanted me to put it on there, and it didn't even have to necessarily be an article. I could write a sentence and then take something from another site, and you know, as long as it's credited to them. So that was a a lot of what I did, and and I don't I don't really like that. I don't feel good about it, and right. 
So I just pick and choose what I feel is is worth being, you know, having a 200 characters wrote about right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you are also the, the assistant editor of, of The Patriot and, yes. and have been since uh, January, February-ish of, of this year. Uh, the Patriot, uh, obviously, I'm the faculty advisor, so so this is more for the listening crowd than for me. Uh, what's it like working at uh, the campus newspaper? Uh, how has it been so far, and, and how's uh, next year starting to, to shape up? It's, it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, it's a little stressful with mm-hmm. all the other writing I'm doing and other classes sometimes, but um, it's fun and I enjoy it because, and you know, I get to write about pretty much whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, the only thing I'm not real, I, I didn't really love, which is weird because I'm like, oh, it's stressful because I'm having to write these things with other things, but I, I didn't really like that there was just like three issues a semester, which yeah. is changing. Yeah. Next semester, we're going to be more like a real newspaper. Uh, yeah, the uh, the goal is for us to print how often? Every and two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. Fourteen days new paper. Fourteen days new paper. And then, uh, and then like m- something I really, really am interested in is the we'll have a glossy magazine next semester, and I'm I'm going to be super proud of that. Yeah, and that'll that'll be uh, a good Christmas present for everybody yeah. is, is what we're timing. Very cool, very cool. Uh, well, you are listening to the big interview show with me, Jeremiah, right here on 94.5 The Crossroads, where we are celebrating 10 years of broadcasting. And uh, I want to remind you, if you like the big interview show, and if you're listening to the show and you've made it 41 minutes, you probably like it. I invite you to like this show on the Facebook. You can do that right now. I'm going to take another 60-second uh, break, and we'll be back to talk a little bit about uh, 20 questions here. It's a new segment on this new show, The Big Interview Show. That's right. You are listening to the big interview show. We've reached our final segment of today's program. It's my honor to be joined by Mr. Timothy Wyatt of Kentucky Sports Lounge. And uh, we've reached uh, the the final segment, like I said, and this is the 20 questions segment. Uh, and uh, every interviewee that will be on this program from week to week uh, will be asked these same 20 questions unless it goes horribly today. Uh, and so these are all over the place, Mr. Wyatt. Uh, and so uh, we're just going to try to answer these 20 questions in less than 15 minutes. So uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, what is the, the latest book or movie that made you cry? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, probably I watched. Uh, I'm. I'm. I don't like to admit it, but I'm kind of emotional, especially when it comes to <laughs> comes to movies. Actually, kind of. I, I didn't cry necessarily, but I, I shed a couple tears when I watched a uh, guilt trip the other day because it reminded me of me and my mom. That's sort mm-hmm. of kind of like our relationship. Um. And, you know, I guess just more sentimental, not like, oh, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, just 
Something you could identify with. Yeah. Uh, name a fictional character that is most like you. This is the one I was dreading. Yeah. Because you, you gave me some pre-interview questions, and I I thought about this literally since yesterday, and I really I really don't know. Maybe I'm just have a bad imagination, but I, I don't I don't know. Is there a fictional character that that you like most then? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, as long as no judgment comes with it, but it's uh, <laughs> probably Walter White from Breaking Bad, just because, just because. Yeah, I mean yeah. the show's so good. So and, and this show, by the way, just so that everybody knows, is a judgment-free zone. Okay, <laughs> in this area in Crossroads Studio uh, from ten to eleven. Um, the greatest album ever is. There's so many though. That there are a lot of albums. <sighs> I'm looking I, at hundreds of them it, right now. Yeah, I don't know that I can pinpoint any. Um, one of my favorite f- throughout my lifetime since I've been younger, though, is uh, um, Continuum by John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely his best album. Um, but a lot of songs that I relate to. So it's one of my favorite of my generation. Because there's plenty yeah. of great yeah. ones, like Rumors. Rumors is one of the best mm-hmm. albums ever. So... It'd be hard to pinpoint one yeah. specific. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. A lot of these are tough ones all over the place. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars, all the way. Uh, and it, it, <laughs> I, I don't want to say Star Trek is geeky, but my dad watched Star Trek, and he, I always, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is one way uh, that we can make a, a positive difference in the world? Could be something really simple. Uh, we just need to accept one another. That's the biggest thing. Like, everybody's different. Get over it. Like, that's part of what makes people um, amazing. Yeah. Because we're not all the same. If we, if everybody was me, then the world would be probably really bad and pretty boring. So I think, you know, accept everyone. That's, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. And mm-hmm. also, uh, Dad, if you're listening, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a geek. <laughs> um, next question. Then we're at number six. In case you're counting, uh, what this is my favorite interview question. Uh, by the way, what's something most people don't know about you? <sighs> um, at school, that's usually how old I am. Okay. Um, or that I have kids, or or whatever. A lot of people and. It, Strangers, who are we talking to? People that know me are strangers. Just uh, people that kind of are your acquaintance, but let's say that that aren't your close friends. <laughs> um. Wow, that's a really good question. That's why it's my favorite. And I and I got to think fast because I don't like um, radio silence. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can try to hum something while you think, but. It wouldn't sound pretty. Honestly, I guess I'll go out on a limb and uh, not a lot of... I have, a, I have a pretty bad anxiety disorder, actually. Really? Which can be debilitating at sometimes. It used to be a lot worse. I've gotten better at managing it since I got older. Um, and it's weird to say this on the radio since I don't tell people that I, you didn't even know. No, I had no idea. So, not a clue. But, yeah, that's something that most people don't know unless they're in my immediate family. Wow. Well, well thanks for sharing. 
I appreciate it. Um, this next question is, is a theological juggernaut kind of question. Um, what do you think about Jesus' claims to be the way, the truth, and the life? Um, that's sort of how I grew up. Uh, I grew up in church. Um, and going with my nanny, we went to a little bitty church. And at the time, the only reason I liked going was because there was, like, I was the only little boy amongst ten little girls. So it was like, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Yes. Um, but it benefits. <laughs> but, yeah, it's something that's ingrained in me, you know, and I've wavered and swayed from it here and there. And, and I still do a lot now, but it it's something that, like, always comes back to me at some point because it, it was ingrained as, at a young age and as I got older. So Cool, cool. Um, how do you relieve stress? How do you deal with stress? <sighs> um, usually I'll, I'll play, a, which sounds weird, I'll play a video game, but video games make me mad and I'll yell sometimes. So it seems odd that that could be a stress reliever, but that or play guitar or... Um, or just drive. Actually, I like just driving around, especially on a, a summer night, uh, mm -hmm. putting all the windows down and just driving around and listening to music. That's something I've always enjoyed since a little, I was a little kid. So, um, This next one also a big question. What accomplishment are you the most proud of? Hmm. <sighs> most proud of. There's... There's a, several things. Want to share a couple or? Um, I'm I'm proud to be where I'm at, especially mm -hmm. given, you know, upbringing and then you know quitting school and I'm proud to be in school almost done. I ha you know have a website. I'm I'm do doing something with my life. But I'm also really proud of my kids, which is yeah, I guess weird to say because anybody can have a kid, but you know I'm real proud of them. Uh, they mean more to me probably than anything so yeah yeah and i would say that 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 anyone can become a father yeah. not everybody can become a dad True. so that's cool um what would you like to be remembered for when all is said and done <laughs> um well I, I hope to you know be some great sports writer or sports personality or something um i hope that that pans out for me so i i would like to be remembered for that i would I would like to, you know, more, that's more of a national thing, but, uh, like my family and stuff, I'd like to be just remembered as a good dad, a good person, um, someone that cared about people. Cool. That's beautiful. I like it. Um, of those who, who've come before you, who are the most inspirational? In other words, uh, who are your heroes? Wow. Um... On a personal level, probably my mom. My mom and my nanny, big time, big time heroes. My mom did a lot with very little, and that's inspiring. That make, That's what makes me feel better about the position that I'm in right now, because I don't yeah. have a lot, um, and I'm having to do a lot with it. So she did it by herself, so it it, it inspires me. Her and my nanny probably are my heroes, I guess. Cool, cool. I think that's a great answer. And and sounds like they made a big impact on your life. Um, do you have any hidden talents that you would like to share to our listening audience? Um, hidden talent. I don't know that I have a hidden talent that 
I think any talent I've ever had, I try to exploit. <laughs> I, I try to let pe- as many people That's know that choice. I can do it. Yeah. So hidden, probably not. Good job. Don't keep those talents hidden, folks. <laughs> do what Mr. Wyatt does. Uh, what creative masterpiece do you wish bore your signature? <laughs> the the A Song of Ice and Fire series by George R.R. R. Martin. The whole Game of Thrones series. Like, it's just um, it's amazing. And... And it's weird because there's been a lot of, you know, medieval-type stories that came way before that, but it's really trend-setting and different, really. Because even Lord of the Rings, it's all within the same realm. Right, right. But they're completely different. Mm -hmm. So So you're wishing it was Timothy Wyatt's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Good to know. Plus, I'd be rich. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're very... You'd be swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck. Um, (laughs) What is the best thing you've ever bought, stole, or borrowed? bought stole or borrowed um i'm just gonna go with the most expensive which is uh which is i guess my college education uh (laughs) whenever i get out of school and start paying it back i will no american will have to worry because i will have paid off the national debt (laughs) for real uh so so i'm gonna go with yeah college education okay okay uh what food or drink is is most essential to your life water Okay. Which is weird. I hated water when I was little. My nanny was always like, you better drink water. You're going <laughs> to, one day you're going to wish you had water. That's what she used to say. One day you're going to wish you had water. That's true. And uh, that's pretty much all I drink now. Cool. Cool. Um, let's say that there was a time machine and, and you got the keys to it. Time travel. When and where would you go and, and why would you go? Technically three questions in one, by the way. Yeah, and I have like three answers in my head. We only have time for one. <laughs> um, I'll okay. Then I'll just use two because they're the same premise. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would love to go back to when people were exploring the the world, and I would love to go forward to when people are actually able to explore the the galaxy and universe because uh, you know it's so interesting. Like yeah. I love those sort of things. People were on the world, you know, walking around Earth, and they. They didn't know what was across the ocean, and, and it they was like, "Hey, let's just go. Let's just go find out." And that's interesting. And I would, I would love to be able to travel into space, but I was born in the wrong time. I'm born too late to explore the world, born too early to explore the galaxy. So, yeah. Even though exploring the galaxy a little Star Trekky, gotta say, um, <laughs> if you could, what would you like to say to the leader of your country? Um, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is this definitely isn't a pest that will get all political. So who knows? Yeah, we talked about theology. Now we're talking politics. We're touching all the stuff we're not supposed to talk about. Um, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm for the most part, I'm happy. I'm happy with what he's done. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm a I'm a libertarian, a signed libertarian. Mm-hmm. But uh. Overall, overall, I, I'm a, I feel okay with, with most of the decisions. Okay. There's some questionable ones, but there always is. Right. Right. Okay. That seems fair. Uh, what is the best thing about living where you live? <laughs> um, Williamsburg, just Williamsburg in general. Sure. However you, would de- <sighs> however you would define that. There's no traffic. That's good. Yeah. Bigger places have. Terrible traffic. This is very true. And I and I'm very impatient. So, 
I would probably go on a road rage if I lived in a bigger city and had to drive. Okay, okay. Um, two more questions. Uh, what are you working on right now? In other words, uh, what uh, what goals are you chasing? You kind of already talked about this. Yeah, I'm just trying to get uh, Kentucky Sports Lounge a little, you know, up off the ground. It's hovering, but I'd like it to be flying. Um, so I'm devoting a lot of time over the summer to trying to refocus a lot of the stuff I want to do with that. And and uh, next semester, you already know, uh, I have independent study with you, where we will That's be correct. we will be working even more on uh, making it better and adding authors and doing all that we can to to make it better. So that's probably my focus right now. Very cool. Last question. What is the best piece of advice you've actually followed? Question 20. Best piece of advice that I've actually followed? Uh, <laughs> um, I thought of one that's inappropriate for radio. Let's not share that then. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh... <laughs> Um, probably to, uh, be there for my kids. My mom told me, you know, uh, because my dad wasn't around a lot, uh, spouses or significant others can come and go. They can always not be your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife, but kids are always your kids mm. and, uh, invest time in them. Very cool. I think that's good advice. Well, Mr. White, thank you so much for being a part of the debut edition of the, the Big Interview Show. It's totally my pleasure to have you here on the radio. Very good. Very nice to be here. And thanks again. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. Everything Under the Sun with Jordan Haley. It's what's coming up next right here on The Crossroads. I'll be back with you in two weeks for another edition of Totally 90s, followed by this very program, The Big Interview Show. Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned to 94.5 The Crossroads. You're listening to the Big Interview Show.